0: Welcome back to the Cyber Sector 7 Podcast. I am your host, Kyle Reese, and here we go for part two of our series, Privacy Matters, Stay Secure. Um, we'll start this uh, this intro off with a bit of a story, something that happened to me this week, and it's kind of ironic that it happened this week as I've been working on this series for you guys, and I decided you know, to go ahead and tell you about it, and, and go ahead and show you that these things do, in fact, happen. So. I, you know, as most of us all do, we have phone numbers and I have a phone number and I change it quite often and it's kind of a pain in the ass, but I had a friend who gave that number out to his friend to get in contact with me to do some sort of prank call and call me up and pretend that he he knew me and I didn't know them, which of course I very quickly found out who it was. Um and found out what had happened and they thought it was a funny elaborate prank to mess with me since I am the guy with the tinfoil hat And it, looking back. It was pretty funny in the moment I was pretty pissed that he would give my number out and for those of you who are trying to stay private something like that happening can be quite a well, let's say Unfortunate event um because you worked so hard and you've trusted this person with your phone number and they give it out in an elaborate prank um very funny looking back it was kind of funny and we all had a good laugh at it but now I had to burn that number and so just going to show you if you're if you're going to take this seriously while you do it and even me today I'm still learning um but while you Are on this path of privacy and security you're going to to find holes in your security and it's important to to test your security and also just give it time because over time you're gonna notice these holes and these things are going to pop up and events like this are going to happen you're then you're just gonna tell yourself oh holy shit I have basically outed myself this way I need to go ahead and patch this Um, I'm very fortunate to have a lot of very good acquaintances and very good friends in this community, and we all kind of help test each other out. We all kind of will look into one another, see what we can find, see what we can look into, so that way we can help one another out. Um, If you're doing this, I always advise doing it, maybe with a friend who is as serious about it as you. Um, With me, I have my wife who I've convinced to take it a little bit more seriously but the the moral of the story is is that you're going to find holes things like this are going to happen and you need to know how to patch them for me I got a new number and then I took away his phone number privileges he doesn't get to contact me via phone number anymore he has to contact me over session so which is uh, was a signal clone it's now kind of its own thing um, we'll talk more about that later in this episode but so sometimes you you just have to say you know what here's the hole here's here's how they're they're gonna get in so and find me or or if if you're hiding or here's how they could find me or here's how i'm leaking information so i need to patch that for me it was swapping people from a phone number to session it was hard enough to get people to use signal now i have only three contacts that have this new number and each one of them knows to only call me on signal if it's an emergency um, and if they call me on a regular phone number I'm just not going to answer they're going to have to send me a text with a safe word that I've given them and it's, it's a string of safe words but that's how I fixed that problem so I wanted to, to share this with you guys to show you that, hey, I'm not perfect. So when you're taking advice from me, just know I'm learning just like you guys are. I, I have a little bit more experience than some of you. Uh, I'm sure some of you have more experience than me. But I'm not a perfect, 100% great, awesome person that just does this all the time. I wish I was, but I make mistakes too. And I, I could figure out how to fix that mistake, but... It was with the help of a few different people who kind of advised me, well, why don't you just swap them over, over to session? And so I was like, okay, well, that's what I'm going to have to do is just swap them over to session. So that I just wanted to show you guys that before you just take my advice blindly, because I've had several of you do that, and I'm not calling anybody out, just know I'm not perfect at this. Uh, I'm, I'm willing to learn with you guys. If you guys... And that's why I, I, I liked for a while having that segment where we engage. Haven't done that in a little while, and I'm not going to be doing it this episode either. But it's, it's something nice to have where we can all talk as a community. I love this community. And without further ado, let's go ahead and get started with this episode. All right. Welcome to the the meat of the show here. Um, I'm not going to crack a can. I have been informed that that be, can be quite annoying to listen to. So uh, I'll let you know what I'm drinking today though and let you hear a little ASMR here of what I'm drinking. <sighs> that is a NOS. Uh, it is a high-performance energy drink. I hadn't had one in a long time, so I decided to give it a try. Usually a bit of a Red Bull guy. or I really do like the C4 if you can find them. uh, But, you know, I'm pulling a all-nighter tonight, so I said, screw it, I went with the NOS. Um, so let's go ahead and get started. So I, so far, at the recording of this episode, have received no emails and no contact whatsoever about the project I gave out last week. If you wanna know what project that is, I talked about it at the end of the episode. But it is requesting your online data in this whole series. It's very important that we go ahead and do that. I requested that you, or or I asked that you request your online data and come up with a plan and get ready to execute that plan. Um, And the reason I asked for you to request your data, so you can look through it and see who it's been sold to. Give you an idea of who's selling what to, to what. And then you can kind of follow up on that and just follow the trail, find out what companies are selling your data to where. And you can essentially track it all the way to sites like White Pages and Spokeo and things like that. And that's what I've, I've kind of done. Um, I'm not going to give out what uh, which sites kinda sell your data to where and and which ones you can use to track all the way to white pages and Spokio and things like that because that's something you guys need to understand in this series that's a very fundamental principle to understand is how to track your data so I'm not going to be giving that away Um, I might give away hints at it throughout the episode but I'm not going to give you that information and it's, it's not that I don't like my followers or that I hate all of you or anything like that. It's that A, it can change, um, and B, that is a fundamental skill to have when keeping up with your own privacy. So if you haven't done that, I would recommend you go ahead and do that. That is a, a great skill to have so you know what goes where, but... I also talked about your plan, coming up with your plan. What is your OPSEC? Who are you hiding from? For me, I try to fight against government and corporate surveillance. Um, I'm aware that if the government really wants to find me, they are, so I don't try to hide from the government as much, but I do try to hide from corporate surveillance. I don't believe it to be a necessary field of interest at all. I I think corporate surveillance is wrong. I think government surveillance is wrong, but I know... if, if they have unlimited resources, so I'm not going to hide from them for very long. If I do, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to give up eventually. Um, so I, I, I fight that, but I, I have an understanding that I can't hold that forever. Um, so that's my OPSEC. But what is your OPSEC? Are you hiding from a stalker? Are you hiding from, are you just trying to stay private? You're trying to be more private, privacy aware um, so come up with your plan and start tracking your data. Uh, so we're, we're going to go ahead and start some of my bullet points here. So our first bullet point was tracking your data. You need to look deeply into your data and find out where it's being sold. That's important. I, I know I've already touched on this, but it's a very, very, very important skill to have, um, especially not only in privacy but in OSINT. Of having that skill will allow you to look at a Facebook account or look at a LinkedIn account and be like, okay, I know they supplied them with this information. I know it's not, per se, public. It's not displaying it right here for everyone to see on their page, but I know that that company sells their data, so where are they selling it to? and you'll essentially be able to track it all the way to perhaps a people search site or perhaps another site that bought that data, maybe an ad site that had a breach, and you're like, ah, there it is. Um, so, so being able to find that and, and be able to gather that information on yourself so you know what's already out there, uh, it's time to start changing all of it. Now this, this is a little bit different. Once you've learned how to track your data, you know where it's going, and if you do anything in OSINT, you know how to look for that data. Um, it's it's important to to start changing it. So I'm going to just make up an example here. Um, let's say my LinkedIn data is goes straight to the U.S. phone book or white pages, for instance. Um, and I've I've seen that happen before. There's there's a hint at you. Um, So the LinkedIn data goes all the way to white pages. You can track it all the way there. They sell their data straight to them. So if I go in my LinkedIn account, and I change the email on it, and I change the phone number on it, and I change the location on it, by the way, doing this all, I hope, on a proxy in the area that you're changing it to, that would be smart. Changing it maybe to a phone number in that area, that would be smart. Change all your data to that, give it a few weeks, go back and look, and you'll notice the data has changed or that new data's been added. So now that that new data is added, you can take away that old data and delete it permanently. If you can, um, I would delete it. So here's, here's I'm going to give more of a detailed example here. So I go to my LinkedIn and I change... Let's say my old email, the original email that I had on it was kylereese123 at gmail.com. So it had that email, and I see that email popping up on white pages. So I go there, I change the email to something audacious and crazy, like I, I misspell my name a little bit, just a little bit, to kylek or kylek. Kyle or Kylie Reese, let's say that, or Kyle Re- Kyle uh, Reese is. I just misspelled my name a little bit, so if people go to look, they have to second guess if that's really me or not, and then it's, it, it can be a mind game. It really can, so it's important to, to change it to that, a, a new email, maybe a Burner Proton Mail or a Burner Gmail, something you're never going to touch. Go ahead and create that. Uh, change all your information to that, like we're talking about with LinkedIn, and then slowly watch as the data is being changed to these different people search sites. So you're noticing your data is being sold a little bit differently. And now it's spelling your name a little bit differently. It may be spelling your age or spelling your age. It may be giving your age off a little bit differently. So that, that's important. Slowly start changing those things. Um, I recommend going ahead and creating a few alternate aliases with a few alternate phone numbers. Uh, VoIP numbers can work, but they don't always work for this. Um, What I like to do is, and I know what you guys are about to say, I already hear it, but I go get a Mint Mobile card for $0.99. I program the number into an area code that I have decided that I want to give off that fake persona that I'm in that area. Um, And then after that, I start giving that number to all these different whatever, all these different sites. And then I burn that number after I'm done. After, I, after I've officially watched all that data come through and be siphoned through and filtered through as the new data that's reporting, I go ahead and burn that email. I change the password to it, first of all. I change the password to that email to something I will never remember. And then I, I log out and I never log in again. I take that SIM card I break it in half and I burn it. Now, I know, like I said, I know what you're about to say. Well, they can track where you logged in and and activated the sim. Yes, they can with a court subpoena. So, like I said, if the government wants to find you, it's one way they can. Um, That's why I would recommend activating that card somewhere you never usually go. Maybe drive down a really long dirt road out in the middle of nowhere, two counties over, and just activate it there. Um, do your work there, maybe bring your hotspot, do whatever you have to do, uh, but don't do it at home. That's important. Don't do these things at home, unless it's part of your OPSEC to go ahead and move. So you're putting out this disinformation at your current home, and then you're getting ready to move. You see where I'm going with that? So when you move, you never touch those accounts again. You start a new life. Um, So you want to do as much of it as possible over Tor and a VPN and, and whatever desired area. So set your VPN if you can to the desired area that you would like to, to be at or set your proxy. Use a proxy in that desired area. You can always use a SOC5 proxy. Um, it's it's also important, and here's another bullet point I wanted to touch on, is write a good story and stick to it. I literally physically took out a pen and a paper and I wrote my story. I wrote where I was air quotes moving to. I wrote my air quotes new job. I wrote my, air quotes, new spouse. I wrote everything out. I, I put out a a, a assload of disinformation. And so if anybody goes to looking for me, they're going to pull up all this fake information that has been put back up and taken down a thousand times. It's not known if it's actually even accurate. So the, the real information on me might be out there But it's been spread with disinformation and sent opt-out and takedown requests. And it's just one of those things you have to go with. So it's a constant, it's a bit of an uphill battle, but it pays off in the end. But have a good story and stick to it. You know, I, I said just moved to Nevada, right? And I set all my proxy stuff to Nevada. And then I was like, I'm working as a freelance dev. Now, because... Uh, I'm in Nevada, which whatever state you're in, it may not apply to you, I don't know, but because I'm in Nevada, I have a right as a Nevada citizen to opt out of my data being sold to third parties. I chose Nevada over California because everybody uses California as an excuse. Nevada has a similar law, and it's a little bit less known, but then they have to look into it. So, for instance, I had to contact TLO, TLO XP. They're a... They're kind of like white pages of Spokio, but they sell more uh, sensitive information, such as social security numbers, birth records, things like that, uh, car records. I submitted a takedown request of my information. They said, well, you can't do that. That's basically impossible. And then I pulled the, well, I'm a Nevada resident card. And then they were like, well... You do have a right to do that. I was like, yes, I do. Further action against it will result in me contacting my attorney. 99 times out of 100, they don't want to deal with that at all. They would rather just, okay, well, we'll just take his information down and we'll not have to deal with the threat of an attorney because then they're going to have to talk to their higher-ups about it. So... It's important to, to know these things. It's important to know which states have privacy laws. California and Nevada right now are the only ones I can think of. It's the only ones I've heard of. I know other states are thinking about doing that. Um, but that's if you're an American resident. The, I know the UK has a Right to Be Forgotten Act. If you're in the UK, that might be a route that you want to look into. Um, and now here's something you can do. Take a trip. Let's say if you're not a Nevada resident, you can take a trip to Nevada. Maybe a weekend trip. Just take a bus. It can be expensive. Now, and this is optional. Uh, and open a mailbox in your desired name, or have a friend there that could do it for you. Um, and start sending mail from your Amazon account there. Act like you've swapped there. Buy a few things. If you have a friend there, that's a plus. So you can he can pick it up for you, and then he can mail it right back to you, or he can just pick it up, and burn it. That's that's what I did. I just picked it up, burned the box. It was just literally stickers that I didn't need. But that tells Amazon, oh, he's living here now. He's living here now. This old address is no good. Then change the information on the Amazon account, burn the Amazon account, just like we've been doing, just like we did with the LinkedIn incident. Um, You want to send bogus mail there, just bogus mail, just stuff you, you don't need. Um, one thing you can do, and this is what I did, And it can be a little pricey, but it's something that worked for me. I started applying for houses and apartments that I knew I would not get, I knew I would not be for, like very expensive homes, very expensive high-up apartments in Nevada. Started applying for them, and I kept getting denied. But that tells my credit history that I've been applying to live in Nevada, and that those addresses will show up on my credit report. So, and and. When I'm running in OSINT, when I do, uh, it's not OSINT, uh, when I do skip tracing um, and I'm pulling credit history and things like that, um, well not credit history, I don't do that, but when I pull like TLO reports and things like that, I see each time they've applied at a house. And some of them, they turn utilities on, and here's a, a secret for you that they're not going to want to tell you, a lot of times these realtors will turn a credit, or not credit, a utility on in your name in some states, and then... They leave it on for a few weeks, and then when you get denied, they're like, oh, well, you got denied or whatever. But that tells on the report, hey, he lived here for a little bit. He had a utility in his name here for a little bit. So people are going to start looking for you there. You're sending that false trail. And then you have those social media accounts that you're never going to sign into again, that you forgot the password to. are saying that you're in that area. So they're going to start looking in that area for you. Well, you could be nine states away or halfway across the world and and that's just some food for thought and you need to do lots of research in that area though you do need to do lots of research in that area um you what what i what I did is so I went on an unprotected internet connection on a email that had been in maybe twenty thirty breaches. I used it to sign up for lots of different things when I was younger um. It, it, it was, I know, there's a lot of breaches. Um, <clears throat> only It only had nine on Have I Been Pwned, but I'm sure there's more. There's always more than meets the eye. Um, what I did in that email on an unprotected unprot- internet connection, I started researching the bogus area a lot. I even ordered little magazines and brochures and maps of that area and things like that, made calls to that area to, to bogus hotels and... Just just random calls to different shops and things like that. And then I changed the number, started doing the same thing, spoofed the number. And that's going to tell people, hey, he's in this area, he's researching this area, we really do need to go look for him there. That's that's important. Spoof your accounts to that area, spoof your LinkedIn, spoof your Facebook to that area. Here's another thing that I did that might help you out a little bit when setting up this new area and Taking down your old information and putting out disinformation. Something I that really, really helped. So all that bogus information we created, the bogus phone number, the bogus email, all of that. Create a resume with all of that on it. Put it on on Indeed, put it on whatever site that is you use resumes for, put it on all of them for Christ's sake. Any all job listing sites. Use that information. Put it on all of them because that is going to be sold the most. And if you think for one second that your resume doesn't get pulled and then passed around a thousand times around the internet, you're crazy. I watched it happen with one of my old resumes, and it scared the ever-living bejesus out of me. I was like, this doesn't belong in the hands of anybody. So that's one thing you can do. Create those fake resumes. Put it out there. That is That, that information, I promise you, will pop up because that's got a lot of times your address, your mailing address, it's got your business address, it's got your business email, it's got your business phone, it's got details about you, it's got your job history, it has got everything on you. So once you've done all of this, it's time to start deleting them. I would leave them up for a few months maybe and start deleting those accounts. Delete all of them you can and then recreate all of them. So delete them, have the data pulled permanently, and then recreate them. With the new bogus information, this is important, recreate them with the new bogus information. There will be a time period in between of the time you deleted them and then the time you, you recreate them. I recommend about a month. This is a process. I told you guys this is going to take a while. But give that month and then do more research on yourself. Do a little OSINT on yourself. Remember the Google dork I talked about last week. Do, do research. Try to find that information and keep submitting opt-out requests. Keep submitting them. Eventually, once, especially once you have them big ones, the ones that are the main ones, eventually they will stop selling it. Then recreate the accounts with the bogus, random, crazy, absurd information. Then delete them again. That is going to, and and you're still going to want to submit those opt-out requests, but the information you have on them, they have on you, I mean, now, you know is 100% fake and spoofed. So if it does leak, it's not going to leak anything about your location. That's important. That is the most important part of this. I I hear, especially in all these privacy guides and privacy podcasts, they never touch on this. They never touch on recreating those same social media and same sites after you've put all that disinformation out. Because once you recreate it, after you've deleted it, you now know that if it does get out, you have nothing to worry about. Because you've already recreated it with the fake information and deleted it. That's less. Inf- that's that's more information on you that you know is going to be fake. Destroy the number. Change all the passwords to all of it that you're never that's to something you're not going to remember. Submit a takedown and delete account. Do that. It's very important. Always use a secure connection while doing all of this, unless you're you're doing that disinformation on that Google account that you know isn't secure about where you're going to be staying at or whatever destroy the number or the Authy account i like to use an Authy account because i can just forget about it never exist again there's no number to trace back to me they can't check cell records and that is going to wrap up this week's episode time for a small break and a bit of a rant afterwards but that's going to wrap up the privacy matters part um I I reckon now I said I wouldn't but I think I am. I, I'm going to I'm going to talk about some a few little things I'd like to touch on. And uh then we'll be we'll be off to you. So stay right here and we'll be right back. All right. Um before we end this episode, I know you guys probably just heard an ad, but uh this isn't going to be very long. It's just something I wanted to let everybody know on here. I'm not going to release the domain name yet, but is a project I'm working on for a US region based OSINT platform. Um, so I've been working on a website, and there's something I've noticed that's been kind of lacking in the OSINT community. And it, it kind of it makes me kind of sad that I've seen this. Maybe I haven't just been looking hard enough, but um, for my region, the region I'm, I live in, which is the US. I've noticed that there is a strong lacking in U.S.-based platforms to assist other countries or maybe other individuals or other investigators from other countries in some of our uh, court records and tools and resources and things like that. So I was talking to someone from the U.K. not too long ago and they were trying to do some research on someone over here, and they had no idea where to even start when it came to court documents and public records, public record searches, some of the same people search sites, um, tracking data, because our law is a little bit different, so tracking data can be a little bit tricky, um, and just doing general, your, your, your due diligence on, on tracking things like inmates and things like that. It could be very tricky. So I'm working on a website where I'll try to bring all of, all I can, the U.S.-based tools, such as county records, state records, and things like that, all in one site. Now, I know that's already been done with, uh, what what was the name? There's There's been several sites that have done it, uh, Black Book Online's one of them, but this isn't just a public record search. This is an OSINT tool tool search so I'll include things like black book online and there's a few others that that have come out recently similar to black book online that I use um things like inmate searches uh things like news resources all sorts of stuff like that all in one place where you can go if you're outside of the U.S. and you don't know anything about these types of resources um a place you can go and kind of get started and get a feel for doing (coughs) oh I'm sick I guess uh, start doing U.S.-based OSINT. And I know that makes me sound very um, bigotish, I guess, for not wanting to or for, for thinking that, oh, our OSINT is so much different. Well, it really can be. And I've, I've even had trouble doing some OSINT in the U.K. When I was doing some research on someone in, in the U.K., I had trouble because I'm not familiar with some of their news resources I'm not familiar with some of their record searches. Um, and I had to, I really had to seek somebody from there that did OSINT to help me out. So I'm gonna try to, to, to build this up and build a community, but I have started a Reddit thread. Um, I'll be leaving the link in my Instagram. It'll be in my link tree and you can go to and you can join that, that Reddit thread if you would like to help work on this project. I'm going to need a lot of help with this, guys, and I'm reaching out to you guys. If you guys would like a Discord server as well, as maybe a Reddit thread, that would be awesome. If anybody's interested in moderating these things, that would be awesome, because um, I am very busy lately working on these and working on this podcast, working on the, the my two websites and my full-time job. So if anybody is interested in helping out, that would be wonderful if you would join the crew and just help out and give back to the community a little bit. Um, That would be awesome. If you would like to just volunteer a little bit of your time, I'm trying to build this community up as much as I can because this is meant to help all of you. I'm trying to help you guys and especially help people from other countries if they're not U.S. based doing some U.S.-based OSINT. So feel free to DM me on Instagram or send me an email in the description of this podcast. That would be awesome. Thank you so much for listening to the show. I'm Kyle Reese, and I will see you guys in two weeks.